Hi everyone, this is Anna from the Don't Mind Me podcast. Whether this is your first time listening or your 20th time, thank you. My prayer is that this podcast will encourage you, whether you are in a mountaintop season or in a valley season. Before we get into today's episode, I did want to ask you just two things. Number one, if you enjoy this podcast, please share it. Share with your friends, share it with your neighbors, share it with anyone that you think might be encouraged by it. And second, please, if you haven't already, go ahead and give us a five-star rating, as this will definitely just ensure that even more people will get to see it and listen to it. Thank you so much, and I hope you enjoy this week's episode of the Don't Mind Me podcast. This is Anna from the Don't Mind Me podcast, and today I have one of my really close friends with me. We're actually in the same room. I'm so happy we're both smiling so big. If we make it through this without laughing too hard, it'll be a good thing. But, <laughs> Miracle. Uh, but I have my friend Kayla McGall on with me. Kayla, go to say hi to everybody. Hello. Hello, everyone. I'm so excited to be here. Yes. Well, I'll briefly say how I know Kayla. So Kayla and I met about two years ago through Bible study through my friend Holly. And I remember I walked in a little bit late that day and you were sharing about something that you had been through and I've been through similar. I think most girls have and men have gone through it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I immediately looked at you afterwards and I said, hey, I think we've been through something similar. Let's get together. And then just the Lord, you know, I don't know how this was friendship, but I feel like the Lord just put certain people on your heart to invite the things and mm-hmm. you just kept coming to mind and I invited you to do a few things. You were always up for it you were <laughs> the best right of course I'll be there always down for an adventure and uh just spent a lot of time together and then just over time we became really close friends ourselves and a lot of it is just because we both love the Lord and we love talking about him I mean we just spent like an hour talking about God before we even started this podcast and this really deeply encouraged me but Kaylin I'd love for you to go tell everybody a little bit more about you yeah yeah so just to echo you um we met at a Bible study and, like I said, was sharing um, a, a hard story of just a hard breakup and, and really more than the breakup, just kind of some deep disappointments mm-hmm. I'd had um, with the Lord and, and with my faith. Um, I grew up in greenville Spartanburg area and I've known the Lord since I was six years old. Um, so my faith has been something that's been like really, really deep rooted. Mm-hmm. Um, but in that season of life, it's something that I think was being... Uh, shaken a bit and I think um at, on this side of it a few years later it's been something that um the Lord has really used to just solidify it and grow those roots even more but um yeah on a surface level I am 34 just recently had a birthday we share birthday month so we got to celebrate <laughs> that too we did um I work in HR and um got my undergrad at USC and my MBA at LSU um, and just recently also got engaged, which is super so excited. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I can say a lot of things, but that's kind of just surface level, I suppose. <laughs> oh, yes. Well, Kaylin is one of my favorite people. So I love Kaylin. Likewise. <laughs> You're in my wedding. So I'm excited. I can't wait. I, we have so much planning to do. And, well, I guess you do. <laughs> well, I do want to kind of go into our topic for today. So, Kaylin, I was like, Kaylin, what do you want to talk about? She goes, I don't know. Uh, She's had like wedding brain recently. So we had to kind of think about what to talk about. But I really, you know, one thing that you shared with me 
um, at the beginning of the year was kind of your word for the year was going to be believe. Mm-hmm. And um, we've talked a little bit about what that means for you. And it's funny because recently the Lord has been kind of putting that on my heart, that mm-hmm. that should be a word that I should really start to press into and really think more about. And um, I know your story. Obviously, the people on here don't know your story. Yeah. But I'd love for you to share a little bit about what that word believe meant to you in kind of the season that you were walking through Um when that first kind of came about that you thought, okay, this is a word I need to have for yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah. So kind of some uh, context, I suppose, backstory. Um, one of the other Bible studies that I've been in for, gosh, probably 10 years now, um, we started doing something about five or six years ago where we would have what we call a word of the year. Um, so I have this little sheet in front of me with my word of the year for this year. But essentially what we would do is late fall, early winter, um, start praying and asking the Lord, you know, what does he want us to focus on in the upcoming calendar year? And and maybe our word is the same as it was the previous year. It's not so much about the word as, you know, coming to the Father and saying, Lord, what do you want to do in me? What do you want to teach me? What do you want me to focus my heart on in this upcoming year? Mm-hmm. Um, and a couple of years prior, the word that I felt challenged to, to hold on to and pray for was the word promise. And essentially, for me, what that meant was um, to believe in the Lord's promises, to believe Mm -hmm. that he is good and faithful and that his promises are true for me, too, and not just other people. Um, I think growing up in church, it was always really easy for me to believe that his promises are true for Mm -hmm. others without a shadow of a doubt. But to believe them for myself was a a harder thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And so in that year, that was 2020. Um, good things started happening and coming about. Um, but then it, I think all of us experienced some hard things with COVID and it wasn't only COVID, but there were certainly some ripple effect circumstances that really just, um, made me question his promises all over again. And so it was sort of in this place of, you know, Lord, I prayed to believe in your promises and then all these awful things happened. Mm. I'm really struggling to believe that you are who you say you are. And I don't want to, but mm. I know that's not the godly churchly thing to say, but that's the truth. Mm. Um, and so fast forward to the end of 2022 as I'm praying for 2023, what my word should be. And I felt very challenged by the Holy Spirit. Um, and he essentially said to me, Kaylin, I want you to believe. Mm-hmm. I want you to believe in me. And I remember specifically saying, Lord, I want to believe, help my unbelief. Mm-hmm. And so it was truly from this place of, I, I want to believe you are who you say you are. I want to believe in you and, and not just what you can do and the, the outcome or the mm-hmm. thing that you can provide, but I want to believe in who you are. And I know that I'm wrestling with some things right now. Mm-hmm. So I need your help even with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, this was really critical because I was in this place of just experiencing a lot of changes and, and shifts and some positive and some less positive, but just really needing to recalibrate my heart to the Lord um, mm-hmm. and focusing on him and realizing that faith is not just in his hands and like what he can do for us, but simply in his character and mm-hmm. who he is as father and friend. And so anyway, I felt challenged to pick up this word and um, 
with the word believe, he also was kind of whispering to me, like, be prepared to embrace change and believe that I am faithful through the change. Mm. Um, so there are a lot of uh, circumstances and events that kind of go into that, that we don't have time to go into here, but, um, yeah, it, it was sort of rooted in this prayer of Lord, I want to believe, help my unbelief. Mm -hmm. Um, but also connected and tethered to that word promise for me a few years prior. Mm -hmm. So trusting in him and picking that thing back up, picking that dream back up that I thought had died mm -hmm. and bringing it to his feet one more time. Mm -hmm. And saying, Lord, I believe you are who you say you are, even if I don't feel it, even if I can't see it, uh, I want to believe in you more than this dream mm -hmm. or this thing. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of where it came from. And then uh, with that, the word of the year, we also usually choose like a verse to kind of focus mm -hmm. on. So mine um, was Luke one forty five, blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfill his promises to mm -hmm. her. And again, it's tethering in both those words, believe and promise. Um, mm. And then we also do like this worksheet of, um, I don't know if you've ever heard of Zig Ziglar's Wheel of Life, but mm -hmm. basically, you know, there's these different spokes of our lives that um, if one is sort of off kilter, or off balance, the whole wheel is wobbly. And so mm. um, the worksheet kind of works through each of those areas, like spiritual, financial, career, family, health, et cetera. And we write down in one column, a goal that we have for that year that's connected to that word in some way. Another column, we write down a gift. So something that, um, you know, we can work toward and we have to put in effort, but we need the Lord to meet us there to kind of help make it come to fruition. Mm -hmm. And then the last column is a God-sized miracle. And it's something that it doesn't matter how much effort or energy I put into it. There's no way mm -hmm. it could have happened without the Lord. Um, and so, yeah, that's sort of our, our exercise in this small group, but mm. um, it's something I've been doing for a handful of years and just really felt strongly like the word believe was what I needed to do. Um, again, like I said, not just for the outcome of the things I was praying for and hoping for, but more importantly for the Lord to restore my belief and my mm. trust in him mm. and just his character. Yeah. There's so many things that, um, I could touch on from what you just said. The first thing that you said in regards to you believed for everybody else, but you had a harder time believing for yourself. I find myself doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. And I know that, um, my sweet mama said to me many times, why do you believe for everyone else? But when it comes to yourself, you just seem to you're like, yeah, I'll be fine. The Lord's good. The Lord's good. And mm -hmm. You know, I don't need, like, for example, my shoulders, like, I've had shoulder issues for forever. Like, oh, I'm good. My shoulders will be fine. And it's like, hey, you would pray over somebody else mm -hmm. and be like, hey, God's going to, God's going to, to heal you. I believe that. But when it comes to yourself, you're going, no, 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 it's okay. And mm -hmm. I'll just live with it type of thing. And so I think that many people can get caught up in that. Mm -hmm. And I was just thinking to myself, why you know, why do we do that? Mm -hmm. And, you know, as you're talking and I was thinking about that, I think part of it, at least from my perspective, would be that I think that when it's us, when it's ourself going through those hard things, it feels so unbelievably hard. <laughs> the emotions within ourselves are just so up and down and it can be 
much more difficult when it's you to to believe that it's going to turn out better just because maybe it's been the same thing over and over and over again where whether it's health or like we've talked about a lot through relationships and mm-hmm. you just think yes but this person i can i don't have the same emotions because it's not my own journey so i could very easily talk to you and be like i believe it for you mm-hmm. because I can see it. It's the outside looking in. Right. But when you're looking on it for yourself, it feels so different and it feels much more difficult. And you just think, man, but if I believe for myself and it doesn't happen, I don't want to be disappointed again. I mean, so do you think the same thing or what? Yeah, absolutely. I think you touched on it, the nail on the head with the word Mm -hmm. disappointed. And um, I think that was something that I wrestled with a ton was like, I am just constantly disappointed. Mm-hmm. I remember I also went through um, counseling in that season of life, and it was the healthiest thing for me just to have someone to process those thoughts and, you know, pull on threads and like, where is that coming from? What's the root of that? Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, I was constantly having this thought of like, it is my lot in life to be disappointed. Mm-hmm. And that is just how it's going to be. Mm-hmm. And I realized through, yes, counseling, but also that journey with the Lord over those few years that even the root of that and the root of why it was harder for me to believe that God would do miracles or be kind or gracious to me in what felt like a small thing um, wasn't because I didn't believe he could. Mm. I absolutely believed he could. I never doubted his ability. Mm. It was, I don't believe he will for me. I believe he will for you, Mm. but not for me. And the root of that was I don't feel worthy of a miracle. Mm. And I sometimes wonder, I mean, obviously I can't speak for other people and I'm not going to try to, but I sometimes wonder, is that really the root, right? The root is we have believed this lie, perhaps from a young age or something in life that's happened to us, or maybe something that continues to happen Mm -hmm. or not happen, like you were saying, that you other people mm-hmm. are worthy of the lord's answered prayer mm-hmm. because there's grace for you and the lord mm-hmm. loves you and it's his desire to give you the kingdom and it is his joy to bless mm-hmm. you but i am not worthy of such a good thing mm-hmm. and we know logically and theologically that that is not true but in our heart of hearts that, that 18 inches between our mind and our heart is the mm-hmm. longest distance so for that Theological knowledge take root in our heart and in our soul, mm. I think sometimes requires these journeys mm. um, and these, you know, circumstances or opportunities to dig really deep and to be mm. very honest with ourselves and very vulnerable and transparent. I think, I don't know your experiences, but in my experiences, um, not all, but a number younger in life um, growing up in the church. People were not honest with how they were feeling. And there were, you know, these very religious platitudes that people would say or um, tell you, you know, oh, you should just have more faith or this isn't happening because you haven't prayed hard enough or whatever. Mm. And it all comes from a good place. But I think those things are lacking the very raw, healthy vulnerability that we need to have with the Lord Mm. um, and with close people, maybe not all people, but Mm -hmm. with close people in our lives. And 
So for me, I think that difficulty believing that God would do these things for me, mm. like I said, wasn't because of his or doubting his ability. It was mm. doubting my worthiness. Mm. Um, and I remember actually watching an episode of The Chosen, such a good show, <laughs> oh, um, where a friend brought his friend to Jesus to be mm. healed and he himself needed healing. Mm. But he asked Jesus, will you please heal my friend? Mm. And of course Jesus does because he's kind. Mm -hmm. And Jesus says, well, what about you, my friend? And he <laughs> goes, no, today is her day. Maybe another time. Mm. And I remember thinking, why wouldn't he just say like, oh my gosh, thank you. Yes. Yeah. You know? And part of it was his heart for his friend and his humility. But I wonder if part of it was, I'm not worthy. Mm. And yet Jesus in his kindness still healed him too. Hmm. And I remember realizing in that moment, it was just like a, a moment between me and the Holy Spirit. Like, this is such a rudimentary thing to realize at 33 years old when I was watching it. But I just realized, wow, Jesus, it brings you great joy to bless your children. Hmm. It is not about my worthiness or how good or not good I am to receive the things that I'm praying for, to be in your presence, which is primary above any gift. It is simply because it is your joy and your delight mm. to bless us because mm. you love us. You're mm. a good father and it brings you joy to give your children good gifts. Mm -hmm. And good doesn't always mean easy or comfortable mm. or exactly what we want or our preference. But you are good and your mm. gifts are good. Yeah. And I think, man, that was really good. <laughs> but I think that, you know, one thing for me too, as you were talking, I've, I think I've probably have felt the same way that you have before. And I think the other thing is, I think oftentimes we look at ourselves and think, well, he's just blessed me so much already. Mm -hmm. How could I continue to ask for more? Mm -hmm. I'm fine. There are people out there who they really need it. And, you know, I'm just asking for another thing on top of things he's already given me. Mm -hmm. Why would I continue to ask for more? Mm -hmm. But like you just said, our father wants to give us good gifts. Mm -hmm. And while, you know, for example, I've had times where I prayed for, um, a specific thing to go a certain way. And there have been times when it did go exactly like I prayed. There have been other times that it went, it took a left turn here, right turn here, and then it went like in a circle <laughs> and then it was a square <laughs> and then it came back around and then it ended up the way that I had prayed, but it looked so different than yep. what I had expected. Mm -hmm. But like you said, he always wants to give us good gifts. Now good does not always mean that it goes the way that we desire for it to, or that it looks the way that we expected. And oftentimes it does not look the way that we expected, but it says in the word, you know, would our father give us a serpent, right? Mm -hmm. Or is he going to give us, you know, a good, a good gift? To ask for bread. Why would yes. A, a stone or a serpent. Yes. Yeah. And I just think about that versus you're talking, you know, that's just who our father is is <laughs> yeah he's not going to give us less than his best mm -hmm. and we were talking about that even before we started this you know god's best is worth waiting on mm -hmm. it's Absolutely. worth praying for yeah and you know i know that there are so many different things that you could talk about but one <laughs> thing i do want you to talk about is 
the fact that you did just get engaged because I mean, it makes me excited and emotional. <laughs> I get teary eyed thinking about it. <laughs> but just, it's just, it makes me teary eyed now, too. But it's really amazing what God does when, and the thing is, is people like you're talking about this platitude, right? When it comes to relationships, people are like, comes when you're least expecting it. The moment you give it up, he's going to bring it, your, he's going to give it to you. Yeah. Or, and, those are all in a good place. And I've probably said it. I feel like I've probably said it too. And I think, you know, one thing that I will say is, and we were talking about this just a minute ago, like one thing that Lord's been really impressing on my heart in different areas is just be free to be who I've made you to be. Mm-hmm. It's not, don't be looking, don't, you know, like yeah. don't be, have your eyes out. It does not mean that I have to stop praying and thinking about Absolutely. my future spouse or those sorts of things um, for it to happen. But it just means I have released it mm-hmm. into God's hands. Mm-hmm. hands. He holds yeah. me. He holds you. He holds everybody. He holds the whole world in his hands. And I can trust him to do that. But there's not a one size fits all to finding a future spouse or something sure. like that. And sure. that was certainly your journey. But um, I would just love for you to talk a little bit about just that miracle that you've recently seen, because it's been a really beautiful thing for me to watch you. Thank you, Brandon. <laughs> yeah, it, it really is a miracle. I sometimes look down at my hand and I'm like, how is there an engagement ring on my finger? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, like I said, you know, grew up in church and always wanted um, the three things I always prayed for since I was a little girl were marriage, ministry, and making a difference. And those are the things I wanted my life to be about. Um, And so I didn't really, I mean, I dated in high school and college and um, had a serious boyfriend in college. But then after college, I didn't really think about dating for a while. I was actually <clears throat> heavily involved in my church, um, so very much doing ministry at that time, and that was my focus. And it wasn't until my probably mid to late twenties that I started thinking about it again. Um, and you know, I'm like I said, 34 and just recently engaged, so it's been a long time, <laughs> um, a solid 10 to 15 years of praying. Um, specifically mm-hmm. for this, but I could do a whole other podcast just on that journey, but essentially, you know, just going through the highs and lows of putting yourself out there, facing rejection, thinking it might be hopeful and then it isn't, um, just a lot of different experiences there and, um, also some really comical stories as well. So it was <laughs> it all lost cause, um, but I think ultimately, like I said earlier, it was a journey that I had to go on, not just to find my person, and I'm so thankful that the Lord helped us find each other, but, uh, you know, ultimately, the Father is well pleased to give us the kingdom. Mm. And I think we can get so focused on these things that we want or these desires of our hearts that even when they're good desires, they begin to take precedence, maybe unintentionally, mm. over him and over the kingdom. And so I think I had to go on the journey I went on to recalibrate my heart to his kingdom. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said earlier, to to shake my faith up a little bit so that it could then be re-solidified mm. even deeper. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, essentially it was just a lot of prayer, a lot of disappointment and a lot of participating in the process. Mm. And I think that's where I had the hardest time when I first started out, you know, growing up in church, you're like, oh, dang, it's supposed to look a certain way. And yes, I think there's a, a way to date differently that is healthy. Um, but I also had some maybe limiting beliefs about it as well. And um, for the longest time, it was just like, oh, Lord, bring it to me. And wasn't really truly participating hmm. and just like a sport. If you participate, I don't know what sports the listeners had ever <laughs> participated in, but I played Pick soccer growing up. <laughs> yeah. Pick a wall. There you go. You know, I played soccer growing up and you know, you're not going to get hurt on the bench, but you're mm -hmm. also not playing in the game. And so yeah. I think dating is similar. Like, yeah, you can sit on the bench or you can sit in the stands and watch all you want. Hmm. You, you'll be safer. The ball won't hit you in the face, most likely. Hmm. But you're also not playing the game. Hmm. And you, there's no chance you're going to score a winning goal. If you're I feel like that's game. just a relationship with God, too. Yeah. Like, we could sit on the bench and not involve him in our lives and just feel like he's over there and I'm good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. I got this handled. Or we can really press in and want to know him more mm -hmm. and, you know, talk to the Lord and have this personal relationship with him and right you know, right yeah exactly bring our messy selves all of us yeah to him right exactly and and that was me for a long time I you know thought I wanted this thing but I wasn't really participating mm -hmm. and I hid behind all the religious reasons as to why I wasn't going to participate but at the end of the day I was hiding mm -hmm. um, and it was fear it was driven by a fear of rejection or fear of getting hurt or more deeply, a fear of being disappointed. Hmm. And anyway, I, I had to learn through that process that I've got to participate and I'm going to get hurt. And hmm. I will probably need a water break from time to time, but I have to keep playing the game. Hmm. Um, and what that did, it not only grew me and matured me in dating world, but it also grew me and matured me as a person. It grew my faith in the Lord because I was also inviting him into those spaces. I was mm. bringing him into those hurts and those pains or those highs of excitement and mm. just the whole roller coaster ride that it is <laughs> and bringing it to him every step of the way. And before I met my fiance, I was actually at a, at a low on the roller coaster ride and like <laughs> just having a hard time again. Like I am so exhausted from this process. <laughs> I don't want to do this anymore um, and was ready to just take a break or give up on it yet again, kind of in that season. And it was um, a week before I met him. This is going to maybe sound a little strange to some listeners, but <laughs> a week before I met him, I felt very challenged in my prayer time to, well, okay, back up some context. <laughs> right outside my house, there's a church that has like a traffic circle around it. Mm -hmm. And I like running. So I will often go for a run around that circle and also use that as like my prayer time. And mm -hmm. I talk with the Lord and share my heart and try to listen, pray for friends, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, but I'll also use that time or had for uh, the last few years to pray specifically for this desire for a godly marriage. Mm -hmm. And to have a marriage that would leave a different legacy mm -hmm. that points to him. 
Hmm. And so about a week before I met my fiance, like I said, I was in that low place and ready to give up on dating. And I felt very much challenged by the Lord to do some more quote unquote prayer walks around <laughs> that circle. Um, but specifically in like wall of Jericho stuff. Mm -hmm. And so I just was like, all right, I'm going to try this. Like whatever at this point, like what have I got to lose? Right. Um, besides a little dignity. And I think we could all do a little less of that. So. <laughs> um, once a day for six days, I would go out and do one lap around the circle mm. and pray specifically and not just like, Lord, please bring me my future spouse that too. But I would pray for him. Like whoever he was, um, I, I prayed the Lord would protect him, that the Lord would bring us together in his time and that the Lord would continue to develop us and grow us and mature us and make us ready. Mm. Um, and back to our original word that the Lord would help me believe mm. that he is good and kind no matter the outcome. Mm. And so I did that, like I said, once a day for six days. And then on the seventh day, I was going to do it seven times. Hmm. Um, it actually got cut short. My mom surprised me that she was coming over. So I did it five times, but <laughs> the intention was See, there. No, no one size fits all. Guys. That's right. Okay. Uh, number of grace, right? Five. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, so on day one, that was, I think on day one of this prayer walk, if you will, um, Jericho style. I matched with my now fiance and day three, we go on our first date and it, it's a long story, but the short version is he tells me on the date that he was actually on his way to Argentina uh, for this massive like bucket list trip that he had planned. And on his way there in the air at Dallas, there was a big storm and they were in the hour or in the air for an extra two hours. And the short version is essentially they rerouted them and turned them back home. Mm. And the only reason that we even met was because he got rerouted. And, mm. and not that I wanted to put too much stock in it that early, but I do remember it being like, oh, wow, that's interesting, you know? Yeah. Um, and as we continued dating and talking more and um, getting to know each other, it was just undeniably evident that the Lord's hand was on this relationship, mm. and, um, even orchestrating the details of how we came together and mm. I remember years ago specifically praying for what I would always call like an Isaac and Rebecca story. Mm. And what I mean by that is, um, you know, Abraham's servant is sent to go find a wife for Isaac. And as he's sitting at the well, praying for the Lord to help him, um, he's praying like in all these specific ways, like help me know it's her if this happens and if she does this and if that happens. And then all those things happen and it's Rebecca and they go back to her home and the servant is talking to her brother or uncle, I forget. Um, and they give their blessing for Rebecca to go back with him. And they say, the Lord's hand is undeniable in this. Who are we to deny you? Mm. And so that was always my prayer that it would be a story like that, where God's hand was so evident in the orchestration of it all mm. um, and the blessing of it all that it was undeniably him. Hmm. Um, and so it's just been cool. I mean, there are a number of things like that, but it's been really sweet and just such a gift to see how the Lord has answered not only the, the bigger picture prayer of like both of us finding 
our future spouse and best friend and person that we just want to do mm-hmm. life with. But even in those tiny little details that I have been bringing to the Lord for over a decade, and he has been faithful to show me that he is the God of the details mm-hmm. and that he cares about everything we care about. Mm-hmm. And like we said earlier, you know, our definition of good and his definition of good may not always be the same, but he is no less kind and he is no less faithful. Mm-hmm. And so it's just been unbelievable. I tell my fiance all the time that he's my miracle and it's true because he's not just him, but our relationship mm-hmm. and the way the Lord has brought it together and the way the Lord has continued to grow and shape and develop each of us along the way, even in the relationship mm-hmm. has just been such a blessing but such an answer to prayer that was very specific intentional prayer for over a decade Mm. and so it's just been such a gift to see the Lord's kindness and all Mm. of it and I think that one thing as you're talking the Lord just kind of brought to my mind is one thing that I love is that you were kind of acting out that belief thing is is I mean if we were still sitting here you had not met him yet I I mean we'd still be able to talk mm-hmm. about belief and, mm-hmm. and believing that God is who he says he is and mm-hmm. I believe I, I know you well enough to know that you would still believe that even if you were maybe struggling a little bit I know you would still believe that about him mm-hmm. um whether it be in that area or in other areas of your life and I just love though that you were like hey you know what the Lord's asked me to do this I might look crazy walking around <laughs> here five seven times but Whatever. <laughs> I might as well do what he's asking me to do because you were walking out in trust and in belief Mm -hmm. in him, Mm -hmm. you know, whether no matter what it was that he was trying to to do there, what I believe is that he was just saying like, Hey, I I would like for you to do this. And I want you to walk it out. And you were walking out that Mm -hmm. belief. You're walking out that trust in the Lord. And regardless of the outcome, I think you would have been better for that, for that walk. You know, Mm -hmm. so good. Well, um, I will ask you this. You talked about that verse earlier, but I do ask everybody what their favorite verse is. Do you have a favorite verse or do you, are you a seasonal verse person? <laughs> like what was your mm. thought there? <laughs> um, I have a lot, so that's hard to pick. I do think that is probably a top choice. Um, I'm trying to find it now. There's also one in song. Um, gosh, I can't find it now. Of course. Um, <laughs> So we can maybe put it later in the notes or something if you have notes on. Um, but yeah. it's in Psalm and it says, it, it's talking about the Lord. And it says, you open your hand and satisfy the desire of every living thing. Mm. Um, and I think that has just been something that I mm. have clung to in these 12 plus years. But specifically the last few as I've been praying mm. very specifically for this desire of mm marriage and ministry and making a difference and Mm. remembering that the Lord, like we said earlier, delights in blessing his children Mm. and that he satisfies the desire of every living thing, Mm. whether it's, you know, a plant or an animal or us, his children, Mm. he will satisfy those desires. I, I heard someone talking on the topic of dating once and Um, they talked about, you know, if you have a desire for marriage, the Lord is not going to be unkind in that. Mm. And let's say, for example, you are thirsty. How does the Lord satisfy the desire of thirst with water? Mm. If you are hungry, how does the Lord satisfy the desire of hunger 
with food. Mm. And so it, it brought me back to that same verse that he opens his hand and satisfies the desire of every living thing. Mm. If our desires are good and holy and mm. in line with his word, why would he not satisfy it mm. in a very natural way as mm. well? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just something that brought me a lot of hope and mm-hmm. encouragement amidst those lower moments of the journey. Mm-hmm. Um, and just remembering that even if his method of satisfying that desire was not in the same method that I would have chosen, that he mm-hmm. will still satisfy mm-hmm. one way or another. Yeah. And so I can quote unquote, believe <laughs> mm-hmm. that he is good and kind and mm-hmm. will do that. And the thing is, is this is not the last desire that he'll ever fulfill in your exactly. life, right? You're going to have other we moments where you to grow and you have to go back to the season and say, yeah. okay, Lord, like I've, I have this desire for, you know, say that the Lord blesses you guys with children and I have this desire for my child and sure. I'm believing for it. I'm believing for it. And you're going to have to go back to this time where you were believing for that and, mm-hmm. and trust in him again. So it never I don't think it ever is going to stop. No way. (laughs) And again, like, even if he doesn't satisfy, I don't want to incorrectly say or make people believe like he's going to give you what you want. Right. Because maybe, but also maybe not. I know we were talking before this, um, my aunt, who's my mom's twin sister, Mm. very, very, very dear to me, like a second mom in a lot of ways, um, was diagnosed with cancer last year and passed away in December. And we were all praying for God to heal her. That, that was our desire. And that was a healthy desire. And God didn't say yes to that. Mm -hmm. And there there's difficulty. Mm -hmm. The Lord tells us you will have trouble in this world. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to paint this picture that like, Oh, if you just believe God's going to give you everything you want, because that's not true. Mm -mm. Um, the deeper root of it here is that if we believe in who the Lord is and who he says that he is, he will be faithful to meet us there. Mm. He'll be faithful to be good to us. Mm. He'll be faithful to show us grace and to satisfy Mm. our needs, Mm. but it may or may not be exactly what we want or how we want, Mm. but it's no less good and no less what we need. And I think that what you're really saying too with that is, it's putting the focus back on God mm-hmm. and not on the thing the that thing. we're desiring. Yeah, yeah. And I always tell people that one thing I realized coming out of 2020 was I had misplaced hope. Mm-hmm. My hope was in so many things, but our hope is supposed to be in him. Exactly. And that's when, you know, when our hope is in Christ, we know where we're going. We know who we're serving. We, we know mm-hmm. that he loves us. And in him now doesn't mean that we won't feel disappointment, but in him, we, um, we don't really have to be fearful of that disappointment or that hurt because our hope is in him, in him. Well, and and it's in a a greater glory, right? Mm -hmm. Like in the future. Um, and, and I think that's the thing too, is when, for those of us that are believers, like we know that this world is not our home. We know that this is not the end destination. Mm -hmm. And so the things that we hope and desire for that are good, like love and comfort and joy Mm -hmm. and relationship and connection, those are all God-given desires because they are intended 
to tether us more closely in communion with him. Mm. And that is preparing us for eternity. Mm. Um, my fiance and I talk all the time about how our relationship and the gift of our relationship is such a blessing, but more than that, it is a privilege that we have been assigned to be able Mm. to walk each other home. Yeah. That we don't belong to one another. We belong Mm. to the Lord Mm. and it's now our assignment and our, our gift to walk each other home. Mm-hmm. And and that's the same thing. No matter what desire we're praying for, what thing mm-hmm. we're hoping for, it's not about the thing because that thing's going to pass away or fade. Mm-hmm. It is about how is this drawing me closer to Jesus? Mm-hmm. How is this developing my heart and my belief so that I can be in greater communion with Him? Mm-hmm. It's preparing us for eternity. That's so good. That's so good. And I was talking to you. Um, earlier. And one thing that I do want to say is that you were just talking about how the Lord bless you with your fiance. It's, but your focus has always been on Christ. It was never like on him. And that's one reason why I knew that you guys were right for each other, (laughs) because you guys bring each other closer to Christ. Mm -hmm. It's not about him. It's not about you. It's not about the two of you together. It's about us and what we can do for Jesus together. And that's one reason why I really admire y'all and look up to you. And I'm so excited. (laughs) Well, anyway, thank you so much for being on. And thanks for having me. Of course. Of course. Love you, friends. All right. Bye, guys.